Many state laws and several federal statutes protect health information in various contexts and to varying degrees. The most comprehensive legal provisions addressing medical privacy in the United States are regulations known as the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, or HIPAA, Privacy and Security Rules. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Sharona Hoffman, a professor and co-director of the Law Medicine Center at the Case Western Reserve University School of Law. As part of the journal series on the fundamentals of health law, Professor Hoffman has written a perspective article about laws protecting patients' health information. Professor Hoffman, as you write in your perspective article, HIPAA required the Department of Health and Human Services to adopt national privacy protections, which then led to the implementation of the privacy and security rules. So, To start, what are the main components of the privacy rule and what entities does it apply to? The HIPAA privacy rule applies to healthcare providers, health insurers, and healthcare clearinghouses, which are involved in billing, and their business associates. So there are a lot of entities that are left out that handle a lot of health information, such as employers, marketers, life insurers, and others. The main thing that the HIPAA privacy rule does is it requires patient authorization for the disclosure of identifiable health information. But there are a lot of exceptions that we will probably talk about. It also gives patients the right to review their own health records, to make copies, and to request amendments of the record if they find errors. And then what about the security rule? What does it stipulate? The security rule is not as well known, but it's very, very important. It details security measures that covered entities should implement in order to protect identifiable health data. So it talks about administrative safeguards physical safeguards and technical safeguards. And so that's things like encryption, having log on and log off procedures, having proper authorization for people that are going to access records and the like. So you're suggesting that although these policies provide meaningful protection to patients, that that protection isn't comprehensive. So what do you see as the primary limitations of these rules? So first of all, it's that the covered entities are limited and there are a lot of parties that handle a lot of health information that are not covered. And so they don't have the same disclosure restrictions and they don't have the same mandate with respect to security measures. Also, as I mentioned, there are a lot of exceptions. So a big exception is for treatment, billing, or healthcare operations, treatment, payment, and healthcare operations. And so, for example, they say that in a typical hospitalization, maybe 150 people look at your medical records and you don't know about it because they're looking at it for treatment purposes or billing or other administrative purposes. Also, there are exceptions for public health activities. So public health authorities, for example, got information about COVID and nobody asked the patients about that. And very importantly, 
for policing purposes, for any kind of legal procedures, you may have disclosures that the patient does not have control over. And there's a lot of discussion about that in the context of reproductive rights now and abortion. Looking at things from the point of view of a healthcare researcher, what are the implications of the HIPAA regulations for investigators who are working with health data? So in general, for research purposes, you do have to get authorization for the use of any identifiable information. Now, that does not include de-identified information, and a lot of research is done with de-identified information. So that is a way to get around having to ask permission from every patient that is included in a database or that will be included in a research project. And HIPAA also spells out how you de-identify information, and it relaxes the requirements a little bit for research. So you can keep a couple of the identifiers if you're going to do research, because there's an understanding you're going to need to know more about the data subjects. But if you're going to use identifiable information, you are going to have to get patient authorization. And thinking about that, about individual patients and potential authorization, you say in your article that the privacy and security rules don't have a private cause of action, which means that individual patients can't sue violators under the law. So how are the rules then enforced and what's the effect of enforcement? So HIPAA does not have a private cause of action, which means that patients, data subjects can't sue under HIPAA. They still might be able to sue under state law for under theories such as breach of contract or invasion of privacy. So they may be able to resort to litigation, just not under HIPAA. So the entity that enforces HIPAA is OCR, the Office of Civil Rights, which is part of the Department of Health and Human Services, and people can file complaints and then they investigate. And in fairly rare cases, there are severe punishments. There are fines. In extreme cases, there might even be prison sentences. Usually, they will ask for corrective action. They will ask for more safeguards or changes in policy. And that's the way the rule is enforced. So a final question. You've noted some of the limitations of HIPAA. And you say in your article that policymakers could consider regulatory modifications in order to address those limitations. What reforms do you see that would help further protect patients? I think an important one is expanding the range of covered entities so that really any entity that handles health information for business purposes would have some of these privacy mandates applied to them. They would have to store information securely. They would have to ask patients for permission for disclosures and the like. So I think nowadays the HIPAA Act was passed in 1996. The privacy rule went into effect in 2003. A lot has changed since then. And with the internet, with artificial intelligence, there's just so much information floating around. It's of concern that such a limited range of entities is subject to the HIPAA privacy rule mandates. 
Another safeguard that could be implemented is restricting disclosure for policing purposes. There's a lot of concern with respect to abortion, reproductive rights, and so we could tighten that up. They maybe shouldn't have access anytime they subpoena information from a healthcare provider. But a lot of the exceptions make sense. It makes sense to be able to release information for public health purposes. It makes sense for doctors to be able to consult colleagues about patients. So there are certain steps that need to be taken. But overall, a lot of the HIPAA mandates are fairly balanced and make sense. Thank you, Professor Hoffman. 